Welcome to Conversations. And now, from Los Angeles, here's your host, Mike Dowler. Thank you, Sean, from Los Angeles. I'm Mike Dowler, and welcome to Conversations Radio. You can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, follow us on Instagram at Conversations Radio. On Twitter, it's really quite simple. It's um, at Converse Radio. That's like the shoe without the E, at Converse Radio. And on Facebook, it's simply Conversations, the podcast. Hey, if you like what you hear, and even if you don't, I want to know about it. Give me a call. Give me an email. Send me an email. Conversationspod at gmail.com. Conversationspod at gmail.com. And of course, um, all of our podcasts are on Apple Podcasts. You can go to the iTunes store and search Conversations Radio, and voila, there they are, all 103, soon to be 104 podcasts. Again, they're on Google Play, Podbean, Apple Podcasts, everywhere. They're omnipresent, and they're on the website, too. Hey, great show two weeks ago. I want to thank Emma Berman, an emerging voiceover artist who voiced the role of Julia Marcovaldo. I'm pretty good at my time. Marco Marco Valdo on Pixar's Luca. She booked that role on an iPhone. That is amazing. Uh, That movie, of course, uh, amazing movie. I cried, yes. My co-host cried, and I'm sure my guest probably cried too. Uh, It's an amazing movie. And again, uh, Emma did a phenomenal job. It's on uh, Disney Plus right now. Coming to uh, digital, DVD, Blu-ray, downloads, I think August 3rd. So it's almost there. And by the way, she also voiced a role for a cartoon based on a VTech toy, Go Go Corey Carson. That animated series actually won two Emmys. So she's got some really, really good ticks on her resume. Man, we're very excited for her. So again, check that podcast out. That is available in the iTunes store as well as Google Play and our website. Great show tonight. I want to thank my co-host for coming back. I've always felt a real connection with her. She's just an amazing talent, an amazing actress, and now an emerging voiceover artist. Her work is just phenomenal. I mean, it's really, really good. She is from Portland, Oregon. You saw her on Pretty Little Liars, a perfectionist. She was in uh, Total Eclipse, also on a series called Crazy Fast, playing the role of Rowan, and she's got other things in the works as well. She is uh, very proficient at American Sign Language, And she's also an accomplished unicyclist from Portlandia, now here in Burbank, making your way on film, TV, and voiceover. And the voiceover thing really, really didn't stop during all this chaos. No. Oh, gosh. In fact, it got so much more stressful. Uh, I went from having all the help in the world with my auditions and a beautiful audio engineer, thanks to my fantastic agent, to figure it all out yourself. So I have a like, gremlin like corner in my closet with my new mic and my whole setup, which I love now because I have all the control in the world to do it as many times as I want. But uh, you have to counter in for like airplanes and construction. Sure. And- people partying and so it's stressful but no we, we went from getting like 10 auditions a week to like 30 sometimes a week wow. during the pandemic which was insane and sometimes hard to keep up with that's great and again you've been busy since you landed here in LA you really pretty much started working right away I got very lucky yeah I got very <laughs> very lucky pretty little liars the perfectionist 
Total Eclipse. You were on there for a bit. And also Crazy Fast. And you um, also did Discovery Channel's Wonderland Murders. That's always yeah. kind of creepy. Hopefully you've got no nightmares from that. Oh, only a few. And again, you are a proficient ASL. Mm-hmm. Uh, ASL. And you're also a confessed shark enthusiast. I know you love sharks. I am. Yeah. More than confessed shark enthusiasts. It is, um, some call it an obsession, some call it a problem. I call it fun. Now, would you swim with sharks? I, it's been my dream. There used to be an aquarium down the street from where I grew up that, um, you could go pet black tip reef sharks in, and I was there wow. busting down the door like three times a week. Sometimes really? Just in the tank petting them. And you never got bitten? No, they're, they don't people they're very sweet they yeah. only bite people if they think that they're seals but the reason that most people survive shark attacks is because the second they bite they go ew gross humans i don't like humans and then they let go and they swim away so well you're no seal that's for sure no i and i'm sure i don't taste like one either <laughs> you got a new project coming out i do metal yes. lords metal lords by the one the only and the great db weiss from game of thrones wow. decided that this was he wanted to write a high school metal metal movie. It's very reminiscent of the 80s. That's awesome. And of course, if all this fails, you've got the cookbook. That, the no you know, bullshit yeah. cookbook. <laughs> and what kind of recipes are in there, by the way? Is it just like gluten-free stuff or... No, in fact, most of it's not gluten free. I got um, I write I write books like I'm I'm writing my third novel right now, and I've written a ton of other stuff. And I I was sick of none of it getting getting published yet, so I decided to just throw all of my family's recipes into something and put it up online so that people could buy something as a Christmas gift for their families. Was pretty much how that went down. That's really nice. I love that. I'm glad to have you back. You you are a friend uh, indeed, and uh, you're also a neighbor for the most part too. You're very, very very close. close. You know, I'm not as close. We're but all within I'm about an 80 mile radius, which is great. Let's yeah. bring our guest in. Maeve presses with us. Maeve is an actress, a writer, a stand up comic. She is funny. I did a set the other day, and a guy came up the afterwards, and he was like, "Hey, I really enjoyed your set." And I was like, "Oh, awesome!" He was like, "Yeah, yeah." Just the entire time, he was driving me crazy. I couldn't figure out if you were a kid or an adult with a really, really rare disease. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. She performs at at stages everywhere. Recently here in uh, Southern California, Flappers in Burbank. That's close to where you live, uh, Annalisa. The Ha Ha Club, uh, as well as the Hotel Cafe down in Los Angeles. Done over 100 stand-up sets and has performed at festivals everywhere. Her stand-up, you know, a little edgy. I'm not offended. Most um, comedy clubs, you know, after two or three drinks... You basically laugh, you know, when they stare at you, you start laughing. But there's no there's no offending, there's no bashing. And again, what she does is amazing. She's a writer, and her family as well um, has a production company. They're making movies. Too Many Buddhas is now on the circuit. She's also did one called Teresa is a Mother. And she has done just some amazing things off Broadway, readings. She's a lyricist. She rhymes. I mean, it's, I mean, it's amazing. Annalisa. It is absolutely amazing. Her most recent gig, it's a free-form series, now on Hulu, and that is called Everything is Going to Be Okay. She plays Genevieve, one of two daughters that are kind of left with their grown-up half-brother from Australia who decides to take them under his wing and raise them right. At least I think he's trying to. Want to say hi to, from Southern California, North Los Angeles County, LA, it's Maeve Press. Maeve, how are you? I'm great. Thank you so much for that introduction. 
This is so fun. Yeah. I'm really excited to be here. Well, we're excited to have you here. And uh, welcome. How are you acclimating to uh, Los Angeles, by the way? It's hot. It is so hot here. Especially where, it's, where we are up here. It's like, like triple yeah. it's, um, it's a bit strange. There isn't really weather here. You, kind, you guys kind of just have um, summer and then it gets sort of cool summer and then very hot summer. But in New York, we have seasons. So it's a bit strange to not have um. I and you've got fall humi- leaves and snow to look forward to. Uh, humidity as well in New York. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. None I here. guess everywhere has its its uh, pros and cons. It's it's you know, L.A. is the beauty salon at the edge of the universe. Oh, kind of, that's the way I like. I like it. that. Yeah, and um, again, uh, Annalisa, humidity in Portland? Not really. Just wet. Everything yeah. is always just wet. If you think it's not going to rain, you're wrong. It's going to rain pretty much every day. Um, and then every, like, four years, you get a fantastic snowstorm. It covers everything in, like, eight inches of snow, and school gets off for two weeks, and it's, like, so exciting because we don't get snow very often, but when we do, it's really cool. Um, but we have some pretty incredible trees, too. When it when it hits October and it's everything is orange and red and you're just you every time i come home from la now i'm like i didn't realize it was so green <laughs> like i never i never realized it was so green until all i've seen is concrete now <laughs> and of course new york gets snow every four months so a little different there i know you don't miss yeah. the snow i sort of i i definitely miss um i miss the hot chocolates and like the, yeah. the coming in from snow Snow always feels, when I was younger, we used to, because uh, uh, I grew up in, in upstate New York, sure. as well as like in, in the city, um, and we used to do snow and then pour maple syrup over it, which is, it sounds gross when I tell other oh. people, but it was actually so good, and I, so that was, that was a good thing to look forward to for that snow. Is, that's like that's so, it. that's like so Mave, I think. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Quick, it's raining. Where's the log cabin? You know, shh, we're gonna... And again, Portland close to Canada, so a lot of maple syrup there. Uh, <laughs> she's going to try that, by the way. There's no snow outside, Annalisa. Settle down. <laughs> I know. It sounded really good. I got, You were like, it sounds gross. And I was like, wait, am I not normal then? Because I think that sounds oh, really thank, good. Thank God. Then I guess both of us are, are in, in that special club. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're glad to have you here in Los Angeles. Your life really took a turn for the good a couple years ago. Even before that, you've stayed very, very busy with stand-up comedy and other things off-Broadway. We want to talk about, of course, uh, your show. Amazing. <gasps> oh, another co-host. Sorry. That's okay. He might talk a bit during That's this. good. Woof. Anyway, he's more than welcome. Everything is going to be okay came out in, I want to say, 2020. You play the role of Genevieve in this slightly awkward show, but uh, you've taken that role and made it your own take us back just a bit this is this is the onion analogy there's so many layers to what you do but obviously this was a game changer for you so how did they find you to uh, audition for the role of genevieve yeah so i i was in new york and i uh the casting directors they just uh reached out and i did a self-tape and then i did i did about three self-tapes i did one sent it over and then i got notes and did another and sent it over and more notes and so on and so on. And then uh, then they called me out to um, to California to meet Josh and to audition 
for free form and then well then i got the part that's the that's the short version just that simple. of a month-long process oh yes. month-long months okay and months and and josh really kind of kind of uh you know this is kind of his baby was he very specific what he was looking for in, in genevieve i don't know um actually i think he was definitely i don't know actually i mean i i guess Whatever, whatever it was, I, I, I met it, um, so right. that's good, and the, it, it worked out well for me, but... Yeah, you're still on the payroll, so that's that's a positive right there. Exactly. The show is uh, is wonderful. Where were you when you found out you got the part? I was in a hotel room uh, in Glendale. Oh. We were just, my mom and I were just um, packing up and heading to the airport. Or, no, it was the night before, and we were watching I, Tanya. And then Josh called us in the middle of the movie, and then I learned that I got the part. Um, and then I finished I, Tanya. So <laughs> it was a great night. It was It was like, uh, definitely, it was like carry on. <laughs> it was a yeah. good night. It's like mom a just... Nice, a nice interruption. Yeah, mom paused that for a second. Okay. Again, the first season uh, went off without a hitch. On Freeform, then to Hulu. I get a second season. Now, that's always kind of... Did you guys know right away it was going to season two, or was there a waiting period? No, there was, it was a while um, before we knew. I think COVID also played a bit of a weird sure. part in it. But no, it, it took a bit. It was definitely hard to wait. Yeah. But and how did you do, how did you do through COVID? I mean, obviously you are bi-coastal LA, New York. So how did, what were your, what was your go-to during all this? Because obviously it's an adjustment. How did you handle all of this? Yeah, Um. I... I don't know if I handled it very well. I don't know how I handled it. I mean, it was definitely nice to have the distraction. I was very thankful to be working during the pandemic and also to have that as like a distraction. Um, I live with my, my two sisters and our pets and my parents. And I think they were also pretty happy to have me out of the house. Um, oh, okay. I was doing a lot of stress baking and ah. I think... People can get very sick of um, of cookies. They can get real. I've learned you can uh, you can make people quite upset. I don't think I'd be but upset. But other than that, Annalisa cookies upset you. I could eat a thousand. <laughs> um, I'm gonna come over to your place then. Yeah, you, sounds- just, you just have to make them gluten free. Promise you, babe. I will eat at least a hundred of them. <laughs> Perfect. Anyway, the you had a cookbook, right? I did that a long, so cool. long time ago. It was a, I got I was really bored. It was pretty much that I, I was bored, and people I had no idea what to get for Christmas gifts, and I was sick of people asking me for things I didn't want to buy them. So I was like, "This is what you're getting." I did. I wrote it in like two weeks. It was and it is. It was mostly a combination of old recipes. The title, the No Bullshit awesome. Cookbook. I love it. I mean, it's you know. I'm really bad at like learning things and directions because of the way that my brain works. And uh, I was really sick of there being like uh, in cookbooks, there's always like the ingredients list and then the instructions and the instructions will say things like place the butter, eggs and sugar into a bowl and mix. And I, then I have to go back and look at how much of each thing. And I'm like, why can't you just write it out, put one cube of butter and two cups of sugar in a bowl and mix 
and it really made me mad. So that's pretty much the only thing I did in my cookbook that was original was I was like, screw the ingredients list. I'm just going to write it all in a paragraph and you're going to follow it and it's going to be fine. My wife that sounds so ideal. My wife loves to bake. I tried cookies one time. Uh, very important. There's a difference between baking powder and baking soda. If you screw that Ooh, up, yeah, yeah those cookies look pretty much like little droplets of vomit. They don't rise. They don't, you know, I mean, that's only like they were, they were awful. And my wife was so nice. She's like, yeah, they're, they're pretty good. Uh, <laughs> no, they weren't good. So, but, uh, well, yeah, the distractions, again, LA, things really shut down here. I, I know in New York as well, you know, Broadway shut down. Um, I tell this story a lot. I've got a fr friend who has a produce business in uh, New York City. And a majority of their clients are the restaurants on Broadway. When the pandemic hit, that all shut down. They went from 20 trucks to five trucks. So, I mean, it was literally just, yeah, it, I mean, it was bad. So I feel that pain. We, I think we were all were looking for ways to occupy our time during all this, you know. Mm -hmm. Annalisa, you were here or, were you, or you, were you in Portland during the pandemic? You were here, right? I was also filming in the middle of the pandemic. Um, we were we were shooting Metal Lords in the middle of the pandemic, which was awesome. It was a similar thing. I mean, I was sitting here just being like, I need to not be here. This is terrible to my mental health. I'm scared to go outside. I'm scared to do anything. Self-tapes and self-tapes and Zoom callbacks later. And then it's like, you're going to Portland to shoot this movie. Have fun. And also now you have to go be with your family in a small confined space for a really long time. And that shoot, obviously, it's a movie, so it, it's shorter in a lot of ways. But every single time, even an extra got tested positive for COVID. And we had to get tested, like, oh. multiple times a day sometimes. Yeah, every single fun. day, even days we weren't shooting. Then we had to shut down for two weeks. Yeah. And you weren't allowed to you weren't allowed to do anything. You just sit there in your room and wait for two weeks to lucky, come back. Yeah, lucky you weren't filming like Canada. That's like a whole process. Basically when you arrive in Canada, basically you're quarantined for two weeks in a hotel room mm -hmm. before you even go to set. So I mean yep. um, I think it's a little better now. But uh yeah. So what you guys had the pods, uh Maeve? When you guys we had pot yeah um yeah, yeah i might just say stage with do you mean like people pods yeah, you, you, or you, like you guys physical. had like places you had to go to when you weren't shooting just to, to, to social yeah distance. that makes way more sense yeah. yes yes um yeah I, I mean we had dressing rooms um so we would go in but they were windowless just fluorescent lighting um, and hours and hours sitting in those things waiting to go on to set. So I really liked the COVID tests because that was the only time I would get fresh air and, and see nature uh, and sunlight. So I, I liked them. But other I, than that, it was really fun. I'm not a fan of the, the COVID test. I just, that's just, you know, things just shouldn't go up your nose like that. But i uh, happy to say that I am all vaccined up. I think we all are, right? Me too. Yeah. Uh, Pfizer? Too. All Pfizer? Yeah. Yeah. That's no, yeah. Moderna. Moderna? Okay. The, that's the Dolly Parton one. Yeah. Right? Yes. It's the, one that it's, it's the one that they suggested that immunocompromised people get, including my doctor. So I was like, okay, oh. here we go. <laughs> the J&J &J, the, the J &J vaccine, everybody I talked to that got that was like down for like five days. It was really, really strong. So... Um, I'm glad I went the way I, I did. My wife and I both got uh, the vaccines. She got hers at uh, Magic Mountain. 
in the parking lot. Oh, really? And I got mine at uh, uh, the uh, local hospital here in Santa Clarita, Henry Mayo. No side effects. I was fine. I, I, I felt great. Side effects, no? You guys were okay, right? Yeah, I got really dizzy for like 20 hours. Like I, I didn't feel sick, but I couldn't stand up without the room going like this. And I was like, we'll just lay down. We'll just, yeah. we'll just not move for a while. It'll be fine. <laughs> I had like a little sprinkle of everything for a couple of days. Um, but other than that, it was totally worth it. Like if anyone listening, please get vaccinated because the it's the whatever the side effects are not as bad as I imagine actually having COVID, especially the new Delta one. So it wasn't that bad. I don't want to scare anyone away from no, no. getting vaccinated. No, the, the, the message the message is clear. The vaccine helps, and wear the mask. Yes. I like the I like the mask. I wear the mask all the time. I have no problem. Yeah. With that, also, you, know. you get to have tubs and tubs of like ice cream, yeah. or whatever feel good stuff, and I feel like that's that's enough reason to do anything. Oh, sure. Heck yeah. Ice cream rules. It's like a badge of honor too. The little bit exactly. of side effects. Is like, oh, I did it. And or then ma- you can be really. So. Or Menchie's. Menchie's is good too. So, mm-hmm. one. yeah. Uh, let's stop down for just one second, guys, and remind folks you're tuned to Conversations Radio, episode number 104. Our guest tonight is the wonderful Maeve Press from Everything is Gonna Be Okay and my co host, the amazing, ever popular Annalisa Fisher uh, from Portland and Burbank and Points Beyond. During uh, season two of the show, Maeve, you uh, guys kind of had a, kind of a, like a, a COVID backdrop storyline. Yeah, and it was nice because it was the first four episodes were COVID, and then it disappeared, magically hmm. was gone. Um, so it was nice to kind of live in a pretend world for a bit and not have the pandemic really be. We still sort of see it, um, like in episode eight, we're still wearing the masks, but but the disease is gone in our universe, um, which is really nice. Also, I mean, it means I got to wear the mask, yeah, uh, in the <laughs> as well, which was also really nice because I did. It was like very hard to take those masks off. You feel naked. It doesn't really feel yeah. right. But I, I liked it. The one complaint I have is my sunglasses would fog up. Oh, yeah, I can't yeah. see with my glasses when I'm wearing it's, it's, a yeah. mask. So we we got to figure out a, a fix for that, but uh, uh, I will I will live with that. And, again, the um, yeah the mask thing, you know, just wear them. Did you go out – now, do you guys go out and buy your buy the mask or are you just using the standard throwaway masks? I have so many yeah, from filming. <laughs> they shove so many boxes of PP. I am so grateful, like – to be to have t- to have been taken care of like that everything under the sun um that you could possibly think to ever need in covid times i have so i'm i'm still burning burning a hole through that it's <laughs> very slowly and i'm very grateful for it because i know that they're not easy to come by yeah we had mickey mouse ma- masks mm-hmm. uh, baby yoda masks somewhere i don't wear that obviously if my wife wears them i mean i would wear it but i don't a uh, banana mask and uh, but most of the, fr- the throwaway masks um and I see the new thing we now see is we see masks when you're walking around outside. People just discard them, throw them on the street, or what have you. I was at, I was at Starbucks um, Sunday, and uh, again, guys, this is not mask talk. I'm just uh, it's a conversation. This is the bunny trail we go on sometimes. 
I put the mask on the table at Starbucks and the wind blew it into the fountain. <laughs> so oh, it, no. it was just kind of floating around, you know, it was, a, it, was a, it was a throwaway mask, you know, so I went and fished it out and threw it in the trash. So there you have it. But, you know, we're, I think I think we're, turned, we're, we're rounding a curve here. I think things are a lot better than they are. At least restaurants are open and, you know, and things are kind of are, are back. You know, businesses are back. Hollywood is hopping now. It was a rough start. I think it took a, a little while to figure out how to do all of this and maneuver it and navigate it. But um, everybody's kind of found a way. And the show, everything is going to be okay. What So apropos for, uh, for the season, uh, is, is a hit. It's wonderful. I, I enjoy watching just the clips, but I've, I've watched a few episodes too. And it, again, it's, yeah, it's real. It's real. I think, I think what, it's, not really, it's, not, not, it's not really a melodrama, maybe a dramedy. Um, how would you describe it, Maeve? Um, I don't know. I don't, Josh is not the biggest fan of the word dramedy. So I've been trying not to say that word, but I also, it's kind of in its own category. I okay. think um, we're very much just a feel-good show. I, just trying to tell uh, everyday stories. You know, it's it's a weird it's it's a weird family uh, dynamic. The dad dies of pancreatic cancer, and then Nicholas, who's the Australian guy, he's got to now take care of his two siblings. One of them has autism. He's not at all prepared to take care of anybody. So he can barely take care of himself. So it's definitely a bit of a, um, it's, a it's a weird family dynamic. I'm going to use the word dramedy. I've been trying in the <laughs> back of my head to think of a different word, but I'll just, I'll stick with that one. It is, I mean, the response has been fantastic. People love this show. Now, when you're out and about, have you been spotted yet? Not, not really. Yeah. No. Because um, I'm very much okay with. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because you, you're doing a lot. Not, not just, of course, the TV. Uh, you've been off Broadway before your very eyes. I saw the clips on YouTube of that. Wow, what a cool project! You guys are in this basically a black box with a, a, a I want to say a two way mirror. It was, yeah. We uh, the audience could see us, but but we couldn't see them. So you could not see out. No, not at all. It was just mirrors on on every side. Wow. Although you guys yeah. did try some some tried to peek out. I didn't see that. Yes, yeah. yeah, there are there's one moment where a character did uh, walk out of the box at the end, but it was definitely a a once in a lifetime opportunity and, and experience. If you get, if you get sta- cool. if you get stage fright, that's like the perfect gig. <laughs> it was. Yeah, I did a play right after that and it was definitely strange because I got so used to performing basically to myself. Um so it's definitely weird to see an audience. Again, rave reviews on that. The critics loved it, and I guess there were there were two uh, companies that did that. There were two casts, separate casts, and you were in one mm-hmm. of them. And uh, wow, I wish that would come to LA. I would love to see that. That'd be amazing. The, the concept, just uh, striking. But again, it's again it's New York. You know, things like that in mm-hmm. New York happen, especially off Broadway. Anything can happen. Oh. Um, and Broadway, I, mean, I know you, I know you miss Broadway. Very much, yes. Did you see Hamilton? Um, no, no, I saw it on Disney Plus. Okay. Uh, I was not able to see it oh. live, though. That was one of the hardest things to get tickets to, especially after the Tonys. You can't get tickets to anything that's won anything. Lin Manuel is simply amazing. He is uh, 
Good Ground History as a wonderful playwright, uh, a, a singer, a vocalist, actor, as well um, in the Heights. Um, I saw that mm -hmm. a couple weeks ago. Um, as you will discover, since you're in the area here, we've got a Lemley Theater right around the corner. Some great movies there. We saw In the Heights. We'd watched yeah. it on TV earlier in the day. And then we said, you know what? we got to see this on a big screen. So we went to Lemley and saw it. And man, it was amazing. So, so good. Yeah. So, so good. But again, here you are living the dream in Southern California with the cat there in the background. Uh, <laughs> and um, what was the biggest adjustment for you coming out here? Because New York and L.A., very, very different in many ways. So how was that? Mm -hmm. What was the adjustment? Yeah, you have to drive to places yeah. here, which is, I, I like, I, I can't, um, I got very used to uh, squeezing onto a subway or going long, you know, long walks uh, to go to places. But in New York, everything's so um, next to each other. You don't, you go down a block and there's so much culture on that one block. Sure. Um, and so it, I, we had to get used to definitely, uh, getting, driving to places that and the weather, I think were just, those are definitely the two biggest things. Uh, pastrami sandwiches as well. I've never, I'm a vegetarian. Oh, so I've never, okay. I've never had that before, but, uh, Annalisa pastrami. No, um, no, I don't. The only meat. The only meat that I eat is chicken. I don't know. <laughs> so I'm the odd man out I'm a very here. Picky. So uh, vegetarian. We'll watch you eat a pastrami sandwich. Oh, thank you. Yeah, that oh, make me feel really comfortable. We'll say we'll just watch you eat. You know, we'll have this one. Um, throw, let them eat cake. Yeah, vegetarian or vegan, Maeve? Uh, I'm vegetarian. Uh, everyone in my family is. My older sister is vegan. We're so, kind of. So I'm trying to sort of become vegan. Oh, good for you. I'm figuring it out. Yeah. It's kind of, it's rough for me because I like meat, unfortunately, and bacon and, uh, you know, all that stuff. And don't, again, don't judge me. <laughs> but, you know, it, it's an adjustment. Um, yeah. But, uh, well, again, welcome to California. And, again, you mentioned the subway thing. Yeah, you can't exactly just hop outside and you know, catch a subway, uh, at least in, uh, unless you're in, like, you know, downtown L.A. or, or whatnot. We do have Metrolink, so that kind of helps, and that'll connect you. I really, really want to get. Uh, I really want to go on on the Metro here. Um, I've been scared because of COVID, but when it's safer, I'm definitely gonna just go and and try them out because I do miss. Yes. I miss the subways. So Metrolink will will. There's three stations up here, and it'll take you down to Union Station, which is a beautiful train station, which was basically designed by a woman, actually years and years and years oh, ago wow. and that is like the major major hub for amtrak and uh and all the uh la the la, LA city um subway system uh annalisa i know you love i know you love the subway metrolink Metrorail. well i don't do it i don't take it here but yeah no i spent uh i've only been to new york once very unluckily but i spent a lot of time in london because it's my mom's favorite place in the world and the um the tube the tube stations there are just it's it's insane how small and compact and like it it almost feels like a weird like dungeons and dragons world that you can like go under a little tunnel and like get on a little train and then just come up and you're in a completely different part of the city um versus here or even in portland you have to you pretty much have to drive everywhere um and i hate being in the car and so. it's like <laughs> i grew up i grew up in san francisco i was there 20 years and literally you do not need a car up there you can go anywhere day or night 
you can hop on a, a BART train or a cable car or a bus or what have you and go anywhere you want to up in the Bay Area. It's great. It's a great ferry system. But in L.A., yeah, if you don't have a car, you're really at a disadvantage, especially if yeah. it, before what you guys do. You have to have that. Or it's Uber, you know. <laughs> so that's yeah. the whole thing. And I guess Uber was kind of kind of dodgy as far as riding you know, that during the pandemic, but I guess folks did. So, again, uh, it's a whole new world for you, Maeve, and you've adapted quite well. I want to talk about your comedy uh, and your writing skills, and you've got stuff, projects in the works, and we'll talk about that. Again, it's the onion analogy. So many layers, so many layers that are peeling back more as we go through. Your comedy, you started at 11? Yeah, yeah. Now, was your comedy then edgy like it is now or no? What were those early um, sets like? Maybe. I, I don't think I ever set out to uh, have edgy comedy. I think I just wanted to to have a say. Um, I, I, I wanted to talk about what was around me, um, which was a lot of, at that point, school and uh, and what it was like to just grow up in the world as a young girl. And so that was what a lot of my stand-up was then. And it's it's definitely what my stand-up is now, but I think a little bit more mature, just slightly. No so, longer talking about uh, middle school. Oh, awkward. <laughs> middle school is the absolute, uh, yeah. I love your bit on the school pictures. I, I, I totally relate to that. That was, you know, the, the absolute worst. For us, I don't know about your schools, but when I was a kid, every kid got their picture taken separately. It, was, it wasn't the class picture altogether. You had a, you had one sheet of pictures of your of your class on there, and then you had your own individual. They'd herd you into the auditorium and have you sit there and take your picture, and you're back to class. And it's like you know, I never had a reshoot though. So yeah, I've had a few. We had those. We also on top of that had sibling pictures. So it was a lot of um a lot of reshoots. School pictures, Annalisa. I they're terrible. I <laughs> I I don't know. I don't, I don't even like to think about them. I wouldn't let my mom brush my hair because I didn't like the way it felt for the first like five years I was in school. So I look like a wolf child, like, like a sad wolf child who didn't smile and who sat there with my ratty blonde hair and like a Disneyland t-shirt. And uh, so they're not, they're not well visited, but I don't look at them very often. <laughs> but the wolf part is kind of badass. I like that. Yeah, like the, right, like the, yeah, right. Yeah. But not when you not when you know the like context of this just this girl in Portland with this like pink Disneyland T-shirt. Just like I look homeless. Like my mom, pro like people probably thought my mom didn't take care of me because I just like wouldn't let her touch me. Well, obviously she took very good care of you because because you, you turned out. Oh yes. you turned out pretty good. Yeah. The comedy again, your comedy made very very cool because it's the kind of comedy I like, where you're kind of drawing from your experiences as well as things you kind of encounter from day to day. When you, when you sit down and write this stuff, what's the process? Because obviously, I mean, it's, it's not improv. Stand-up comedy, obviously you're present and you're committed. So uh, what is mm -hmm. your process for, um, for writing? Yeah, it's, um, I mean, I, I always carry around either a notebook or just my phone and have the notes app open. Um, and in New York, it was a lot of just walking around or in the subway or sitting in the park and a lot of observation. Um, I think a lot of my comedy is just really much, it's a lot of uh, observational humor okay. and really is just what's going on around me, um, whether it's in the news or personal or anything like that. 
I definitely do love uh, uh, talking about whatever's going on in the news. I do always like bringing that up. And you like getting laughed at. So that's that's actually a, a, almost a Love pre- it, yeah. That's a prerequisite. If you can't take the heat, then uh, yeah, it's not the genre for you. No. But you, you've written all this stuff and you're going on stage and performing. Nervous or no? Oh, horrified. Really? Absolutely horrified. Every single time. Yeah, every time before I get on stage, I, I can't eat or drink. And my heart will start racing so, like, I can feel it beating out of my chest. And I get so nervous. And then I get on stage and I, I have those nerves until I get the first sort of laugh. Yeah. And then they completely disappear. Well, the opening so lines. kind of like the, anxiety. Uh, uh, questions, comments, concerns. That really just sets it up. That is an icebreaker. Um, when they hear that, that it's, it's like, it's like, okay, here she goes. And, and from what I see is I see total confidence when I, I see your, your videos. It's good. It's really funny. And I've been to comedy clubs and I've been on a lot of like cruises as well. And the comics on the cruises, they do the, the cruise circuit. That's a thing for you. You could do like a, a, a comedian on a cruise ship. That'd be great. Because basically, be basically you, you work at, you work at night and during the day you get to do shore excursions and all kinds of stuff. But I've been to, you know, comedy clubs and I've actually been backstage. This was years ago. And I love when uh, one comic or another comic will say, Hey, was I funny? Cause again, you are writing, you're creating comedy from what you know and yours, yours is very original. Uh, you've got um, some influences, obviously. Yeah, I know. I love, I love like, um, I feel like Tignataro, I'm always going to bring up, uh, always and forever. She's probably my, one of my all time favorite comedians, um, from now. But then of course, like I love George Carlin, um, George Carlin Richard yeah. Pryor and, uh, all the, the comics of the past. Robin Williams was good as well. You know? Oh yeah. I, I think comedy's kind of changed a little bit uh, as of recent because things are, people are a little, some people are sensitive on stuff. But again, going to see a good comedy show is hilarious. And your your sets, um, are you really afraid of um, mannequins? Oh yeah, yeah, um, definitely afraid of them. It's gotten better, but I wrote that joke. I believe it was after I, I we'd visited a mannequin museum. Really? I, I mean, it wasn't an actual mannequin museum. It was just a museum with like a lot of. <laughs> mannequins in it um Uh-oh. but in, in my mind i it, it was a mannequin museum and i had to go around to every single one of them and say thank you i love you please don't kill me <laughs> and it drove my parents crazy because we were there for hours annalisa you had a single you, thing annalisa you had a response there Oh, I just said, wow, just what an unfortunate like circumstance. Like you're like, we're going to this museum, gonna have a great time, and you walk in and you're like, nope, gotta go. I'm out of here. You, I'll get a taxi home. Like I'll see you later. I'm not staying. <laughs> Again, I grew up in San Francisco, and a lot of department stores, you know, I mean, in New York as well, big department stores, and mannequins are like everywhere. And at some point, mm-hmm. there's no faces anymore. It's just just a mannequin. Just a there's no face. It's the weirdest thing, you know. I definitely um I blame it on a on the Twilight Zone. There was oh. an episode where it, it's the third I believe it's the it's the thirteenth um floor 
Oh, yeah. And it's like the, the mannequins, they come to life. That's classic. And it, or I think that was the moment where I was like, no, this but, is... I mean, even as a kid... Because they though, all do look very real. They do, yeah. And then as a little kid, I remember, uh, you know, when you're a little kid, you know, eight, nine years old, they're kind of they're kind of terrifying. Um, oh, yeah. Not to mention that, that, that pole. There's always that pole that kind of props them up. They kind of just stick it up there, you know, on the back there. And it's like, really, there's no other way. They, they've kind of perfected the way of propping them up now. But there's always that, that pole to prop them. You know, and that was kind of, kind of concerning to me. But um, I digress. Again, it's not mannequin talk. But these are, you know, important things. And um, the, the mannequin thing, <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. because I totally related to that. And again, the, the comedy, again, you've written. Very well received. You've done festivals. You were the youngest, I guess, was it Was it for Boston? Yeah, the Women in Comedy Festival. Yeah. At 14. Wow. And now you're you're quickly approaching 18. So is your comedy style going to change a little bit, or are you going to kind of pretty much stay true to the school? I think just stick with, with, uh, with what I'm doing. Um, I've definitely I've found my place in it, uh, and I like where I am. I'm never going to be a very like dirty comic, so yeah. I, I apologize to anyone who's going to come see my my set and is expecting just very disgusting humor unfortunately yeah. that is not what i write yeah but it other doesn't... than that yeah i feel like i'm just gonna stick with my my observation stuff yeah you know comedy can be funny without being raunchy you know and uh, and, and again that's funny you want to see good material obviously you want to see things and again your comedy is very very real it's very present which is cool it's just life you know <laughs> um but i've been to some comedy shows i swear where it's it's like, it's like, bam, bam, bam. They don't stop. And it's like, you can't even catch your breath. You're laughing so hard. I mean, you're like bent over backwards. Mm-hmm. Um, Annalisa, I know you, you can, you can relate to that. And it's in movies as well. But I mean, sometimes where, where, the, where the, where the jokes and the bits are like just so close together, you don't have a chance to recover. <laughs> you know, it's hilarious. Your comedy again, wonderful, wonderful. And I got to think that, that part of that, that comedic um, experience was put to use um on the on the show yeah um i well i i sent my my stand-up in for the audition um because i knew uh, josh was a comic uh so definitely when i was hired he knew that i do i did stand up so i got to help i got to help write a bit on season one and then i got to join the writer's room for a couple of episodes in season two so that it definitely helped having the comedy background that's like an honor that's, I mean, that's great. It's like, you know. It was really cool. Yeah. We had a, such a fantastic group of writers for both seasons. Awesome. And we're hoping for a season three. It shows so good. Yeah, and you guys, you. I mean, every role, every character in that TV show, again, folks, it is. Everything's going to be okay. It's on Hulu. And Maeve plays the wonderful Genevieve. Uh, every character on there has their own place. And you've really made this, I, I can tell you really put your heart into this, this role, your portrayal. Uh, it, it's very, very good. Uh, and it's very honest, Thank and much you. like your comedy, it's very real and very present, which is what I like. Um, the you. you got uh, your mom and dad are both uh, in the business as well as, as filmmakers. You, both your mm-hmm. sisters are, have got the thing. I've got to think that mm-hmm. it's kind of like an osmosis thing that basically, if you decided, um, hey, um, I don't want to do this anymore, they may may not be supportive. <laughs> I mean, because 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 <laughs> what you guys do is it's it's there's, it's definitely it takes a village, but again, mom and dad are. Uh, were they the ones that kind of got you into it, or did you kind of find yourself? They've always been my parents. Um, my mom was a a, a comedian. My dad was a, a 
uh, is a playwright. And so they definitely were like very young. Uh, they met in an improv class. So they definitely like from the moment they met, it's been the arts. But we were, and we were in their first uh, feature that, um, that my mom wrote, uh, Teresa's a Mother. She put uh, my sisters and I in it. And we did that. And when it was done, there was no forcing us to get into the business. It was more just if you want to go ahead and do it. And we all wanted to, um, but the mo yeah, no, the moment we say that we want to uh, not do this anymore, they'll definitely, hopefully, be very cool with it. Annalisa, it's kind of like a drug. It's a good drug. Once you start doing it, you it, can't stop. Yeah. I mean, it's exactly like you say too, where you talk about your comedy. It's like the second you get up there, it's horrifying. Like I think everyone thinks <laughs> that it's really easy. Um, but I was talking to my friend the other day who's a musician and he's also on the spectrum. Um, and we kind of, and, and so am I, and we talk about things that we deal with. And I go, do you ever get asked, like, if you enjoy performing, he goes, Oh, I hate it. He goes, I'm terrified every time I get up there, but I, it's a draw. I can't stop because I love it at the same time. Um, it's kind of that thing where every time you get a callback or that you get on set or you're, you're, you know, you're in a play and you get on stage you're horrified and you're like, I should, I should stop. Right. I should get off and like go home and not, and like, like get in my bed where it's safe. But every fiber of your being is saying you can't because you need to be here. And this is like what you're supposed to be doing. And then you finish and you're like, that was amazing. So it is very much a drug. <laughs> yeah, you mentioned, yeah. you mentioned being nervous on stage. I gotta, I gotta say this, um, Maeve, I don't see it. I, I see a lot of confidence when you're on stage. I think it's great. I think you're very quick. You're very witty. Even if even if there's a flub, you recover. I mean, and and the audience goes with it. They're very supportive. Um, that being said, uh, hecklers. Um, my work not a ton. Um, the only time I was ever heckled was by a child, and I I don't blame them. Um, I did a show, and they thought that because I was a child that I was going to have humor for children, but unfortunately, wow. um, I I didn't. And I don't, and I did a joke about, um, about how we should have uh, make a wish for old people. And a child who was about six screamed from the audience that they didn't want to die. Oh, so, <laughs> that was my... just, that's fair, man. That's fair. Right. I don't I, want exactly. <laughs> that's why I, I don't blame them. It was, it was a, it was a good real heckle. And fortunately it's been the only one. Um, that I can remember that I've gotten. And again, it's it's comedy, and as long as you don't walk off stage crying, you're okay. Um, and a lot of kids, yeah. a lot of kids, Annalisa, will, they'll, they'll they'll like they'll sign up for these these schools and classes, and they'll do like a like a comedy review kind of thing. And it's all real cutesy and whatnot. But your comedy, um, maybe is so real. It's just so completely opposite of what that is. I mean, it's serious, uh, and there's definitely some longevity in it. I'm thinking a comedy album for you. Kind of like a George Carlin thing. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be cool. I actually, um, I started off doing comedy, doing one of those camps. Really? And look, yeah. And look how far you've come. It was, it was a good camp. Yeah. But, but. It was, I, I, uh, I lucked out. Yeah. But you, but you found your own path, which is great. And again, the, um, the comedy, uh, definitely a thing for you. Don't stop that. And I can't wait to see your stand up live. We need more venues up here where we're at, too, for that. 
and I think that's going to be coming soon. Um, the Canyon, yeah. the Canyon Club, as well as um, you know, just different uh, different places. Of course, in New York now, now you're turning 18, so I think drinking age in New York is 18, right? Is it still or is it 21 now? No, it's 21. Oh, they change. Okay. everywhere. It used everywhere. To- I don't think it's 18 in the U.S. What? No, wait a second. Really? Used to be 18. Yes. Okay. I think no. so. But you can go to you can go to Canada and it's eighteen. There you go. So maybe you'll need to do the cam- the Canada maybe. comedy circuit. Yeah. Maybe there, there. I have no. I feel like I've spent my entire childhood um, in bars around sad, drunk adults. So I'm actually okay never drinking. No good. Yeah. You get you get you get, you get it's kind of like kind of, kind of like a fault. Kind of like going to a concert. Everybody around you is smoking weed, but you're not. It's like you know. It's, it's uh, I'm not sure that applies for alcohol. But uh, again, yeah, don't stop that. It's a, it's amazing. I love that style of comedy. Yeah, you are you're right where you should be with that. Congrats on that, and I'm glad people like that. And again, you're playing some great some great locations. Flappers is fantastic. The haha, um, the comedians on the cruise ships I, I saw play at play at the haha. You know, so again, these are these it's are a great club. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, great. And again, with with COVID, uh, kind of lightening up. This thing's starting to open up now again. I guess we got to wear a mask again, but. A lot of good comedy places here in L.A., so it's uh, you're, oh, yeah. you're in a good spot yeah. for sure. Hey, let's talk about the film. Uh, you are a filmmaker as well as your mom and dad. Your sisters are also in film, and you co-wrote this project with your mom, and it's mm-hmm. called Too Many Buddhas, and I love the uh, title, and I know why you picked it. Yeah. And what it means. Oh, wait, sorry. Are you asking me why we picked it, or did you say you know why? I, th- I think I've got, I think I know why you what the what the what the meaning of the title is too many buddhas um but uh you guys you guys wrote this i'm assuming during the pandemic so Mm -hmm. um tell us about the movie yeah um so the movie it's about a a girl uh nora who has just done um a flute solo at her winter concert and it was horrible it was it was really really bad and when she and when she was done, uh, she learned that her flute teacher had died. And now uh, she's at her therapy appointment and a um, bunch of twists and turns. And you guys uh, shot this in New York? We shot it actually um, in our home. Oh. Uh, in the uh, place that we're staying. We, my, um, my aunt and uncle built the set and we shot it uh, in two days. Over wow. The is, yeah. Is this, a, is this a short film? It is, yes. Wow. No, not a feature. That That's would a, have been yeah. incredible if no, we had done that. That would um, have been really impressive. <laughs> That's it, it sounds awesome. I know that it's uh, going to be going to be screening at uh Dances with Films next month, which is but yes. and that's actually happening. It's not virtual, Annalisa. It is going to be happening at Man's Theater in, in Hollywood. <laughs> so You get to go? Yeah, you can actually go and see it. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be cool to to go see um to go out into the world. Congratulations! That's so. I mean, it would have been exciting even if it was so virtual. But that's like, oh, I gotta go out. I gotta do a thing. And to see it on the big screen. I mean, that's yeah as well. And the man, the man, of course, used to be called Grumman's, but now it's Man's. The most the Chinese theater is like so iconic. So a perfect place to have the festival. And Dances of Films has been around for I think twenty years now, um, and um, yeah, yeah, we're super excited to be a part of it. A lot of folks have uh, gotten their start there, for sure. Some real big names, um, and again, it's, I guess it's streaming online as well. 
Uh, not anymore. Um, so it was, we were in just for laughs um, and we, we, uh, we got, uh, we actually got a uh, third place, which was um, wow. cool. An award winner. We got a, a bronze medal. All right. Technically Congre- during the Olympics. So there you go. I feel like that's count it. Yeah. That's maybe, but, maybe, film, maybe indie film should be like a Olympic, um, Olympics, like an Olympic sport competition. I feel like they really should be. Should. You have an hour to do an entire short film. And that can be done. People have done that, actually. So, again, you shot it in two days. So, obviously, yes. it, wasn't, it wasn't a single shot, obviously. You had multiple. You know. mm-hmm. is, is there a um, Too Many Buddhas blooper reel? Um, at the end of the movie, there is a, a shot while the credits are rolling. Um, that was a blooper moment. Oh, wow. But other than that, not too many. And um, Teresa is a mother. You guys worked on that as well. That was a while back, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, gosh, that was, yeah, that was a while ago. That was a feature or a short? That was a feature, yeah. Mm-hmm. My uh, my mom wrote it, um, and then my dad directed it. And or they co-directed I it. I think that's on Amazon Prime right now as well. You can actually go and watch that. So. Yeah, which is, cool, which is cool. It was a, it was a fun one. Yeah, my mom was in it too, so it was our whole whole family was in it as well, which is it's always fun. I I, I like uh, performing with my family. I've only done one film in my life a few, a few years back with uh, Patrick Muldoon, and it was called uh, Fishes and Loaves Heaven Sent. I was uh, a parishioner. I was in the congregation. And uh, we filmed at a church in uh, San in uh, San Fernando. It was 100 degrees outside, and no AC inside the church because of all the, the mics and whatnot. So it was um, definitely rough. But uh, basically, a story of a of a of a preacher that's retiring and looking for a new pastor. And uh, Patrick Muldoon comes in. Bruce Davison's in it as well uh, from X Men, Mandolin Carlson, and all kinds of people. So I got called in to do a just, just sit in the congregation for twelve hours, <laughs> um, but um, again the payoff, of course, is to get this stuff out there and, and watched. And uh, they got a, a deal with Lionsgate and the distribution, and it was great. So, but uh, touche, touche. So what's up next for you? Obviously, you've got stuff in the works. Can you talk about that, or would you have to shoot me? No. Um. Uh, so we're we're on the festival uh, circuit for the short film. And then I'm working, um, I'm doing the Burbank Comedy Festival again this year in All August. Right. So that'll be really fun. Uh, and then I'm working on some other projects that I actually uh, cannot talk about, okay. um, but will hopefully be ready to share soon. Do you have dates on the festival, by the way? Uh, Comedy? I believe August 19th and 20th. But I'm not 100% sure if those are the, I think, I think those are the days. Well, I am so there. And you're already there, Annalisa. So it's like. <laughs> I'm, already, I'm camping out. Yeah. I'm not even on the phone. Anymore. I'm outside. I have a tent. Well, you know what? This has been a lot of fun. Uh, again, I've been looking forward to this, uh, as has Annalisa. And uh, everything I thought it would be. Maeve, you are an amazing actress. A lot of talent there just untapped talent again it's the onion more is revealed as we peel back the layers certainly we're hoping for a season three on everything is going to be okay great show folks you can watch that on hulu 
Uh, very easy to binge, by the way. You can do like 25 minutes an episode, and you can just uh, go yeah, right through Yeah, we are, we are uh, two very, very, uh, I think only 10 episodes, too, so definitely a quick watch. Awesome. It, everybody should watch it. It's very good. Very, very good. It's very different. You'll watch it and just be like, I don't, I'm not even sure what I'm watching, but I'm not going to look away. And I love it. Uh, everything is very real and um, it warms your heart. To it, watch, is, so. it, it is <laughs> very real. Uh, it, it's very real. And the characters, it's very character based. Again, it is random. So expect anything to happen. <laughs> and, very much um, so. Excellent, excellent ASD representation. So yeah. make sure to check it that, that's that's important, and I'm sure a lot of research uh, was done for your character, Maeve. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, Josh was um, he he sent us um, all types of books and, and movies to watch uh, and to just prepare. And honestly, it was just a lot of talking, uh, sitting down and talking with Kayla, um, and just building that relationship off screen. So that it could be as authentic as possible on screen, and I, I do, I love her, and we definitely are very close in, in real life, which was lucky. I was, uh, we were lucky to get to to work together. When you saw these scripts, by the way, were you like, wow? Sometimes, yeah. But sometimes I, I always wondered how people were going to react to certain moments, um, uh, which is always nice. It's always really fun to see what people think is funny, what people liked, what they didn't like. Uh, but Josh is a—he's an out there guy. Yeah, so he'll, he'll do Ma- anything. Amazing, amazing, amazing talent as well. Um, I can't mm-hmm. imagine anybody else, anybody else, you know, throwing this together. Uh, he just—he uh, just nailed it, and it's—it's it's flawless. Everything, everybody—the the cast is perfect. It just—it just all kind of meshes, and even the the peripheral characters uh, from school and whatnot, and your your love interest, mm-hmm. and your first on screen kiss as well. Yeah. So. You've had one of those, yeah. Right, right Annalisa? Yeah. Yeah. They're awkward. <laughs> yeah, they're not something to look forward to. At no, all. they're really That's not. Right. They're really not. It's not like a fun thing. It's like, oh, okay, we have to do this again. Especially during COVID, it was oh. not something that I, yeah. I wanted to participate in. Exactly. At all. Did you guys? Did you guys have to do the mouthwash? The nasty, nasty mouthwash. Yeah, we did. I mean, honestly, I didn't mind that as much. Eventually, my mouth became very numb, though. That's, so. that's what I'm saying, is it wasn't like yeah. normal mouthwash. It starts foaming uncontrollably, and you're like, cool, am I having a rabies reaction right now? And then your whole mouth goes numb, and you're like, cool, I got to go to set now. That was fun. Well, hey, well, I'm glad it just worked out. And uh, Hey, Maeve, thank you so much. Uh, how can they follow you on, on social media and um, keep track of what um, you're doing? Yeah, uh, so uh, on Twitter and Instagram, it's just um, Maeve Press. And then I am on TikTok. Um, I don't post a ton, but I, I want to. So okay. I may post more, um, but it's it's maybe far away, um, like from Annie. Oh, I like that. <laughs> wow. That, you just made that, that up. That's great. That's, and you got a website, yeah. Maeve Press dot com yes and uh, a lot of information there and that's uh, again a mm-hmm. plethora of information of all things Maeve and uh, folks uh, don't forget to watch the show again um, everything is going to be okay it's on Hulu she plays Genevieve check it out tell your friends and let's all pray for a season three Maeve thank you 
Thank you. Hey, uh, Annalisa, not done with you yet. What's up next so, for you? You've got uh, Metal Lords. Metal Lords is set to come out. I unfortunately can't speak much about it, but um, it's set to come out soon. So look forward to that. You get to see D.B. Weiss's writing in a whole new light. Um, everyone did an absolutely fantastic job. We have, you know, you know Jaden Wesley in it um, and all sorts of people. Uh, and yeah, pretty much just writing, working on my third book. Um, finger, I'm getting a lot of really good um, traction on it so far. People are really liking the first two, so um, working really hard. And yeah, just tons of voiceover. I've been doing too many video games. Hope to do more. Um, and I'm just, in, I'm just in this little box that I have here, doing my auditions over and over and over and over again until something sticks. So we'll see. Alrighty. Great to have you on. And they can follow you online as well. You're on uh, Facebook yeah, and Twitter. Yeah, I'm the and all only person with my spelling name. So it's just Annalisa Fisher everywhere. No periods, no dots. Um, and if you want to watch some of the stuff I've done, there's clips on my IMDb, lots of random pictures from things. Um, and if you want to learn about shark activism, follow me on Instagram and I'll tell you all about it. And uh, uni uh, unicycle lessons, hopefully. Yeah, I can teach you unicycle. We can do it. It's pretty hard to teach people who aren't, like, five how to unicycle because, like, your <laughs> body's equilibrium just doesn't get it. But I can do it. I, I like a challenge. Maeve, unicycle? Oh, I can't. I can't. <laughs> I don't think. If you put me on something with, like, seven wheels, I think I would still manage to to fall off of it. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll figure that out. Maeve Press and Annalisa Fisher, I thank you. Thank you so much for having us. You're welcome. Thank you. This was so fun. Will you come back on again? Yeah. Awesome. Maybe I'll have, love, have you. Love having a conversation. I'll have you co-host. You're really good at this. You're very fluid. You're just good at everything. It's great. I get the best guests oh. here. I swear. Thank you. And again, no list of questions. That was great. Folks, that is a wrap. Thank you very much. Hey, like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram at Conversations Radio. This is Conversations Radio. So long. Hey.